So I've always been the sort of solutions-oriented kind of guy. I never really got hung up with problems. I've always been really, really motivated to kind of move through a specific situation to try to see what's on the other side, try to see if there's a solution at the end of the day. And this goes back to when I was fairly young, even uh, in my college days. I was always trying to invent things that would help solve some of the daily challenges. So I was studying music at the time. And one of the things that I really struggled with was sheet music. You always have to carry you at the time, at least you had to carry a ton of sheet music with you. And having to turn the sheet music when you're sitting there in, in front of a music stand was always a pain in the neck. And you, you know, you're always afraid that you're going to knock the sheet music off of the stand or something like that. And so what I invented, you know, kind of on a very theoretical level, uh, along with my uncle, actually, was a kind of digital sheet music stand. So it was this whole contraption that you would have as a music stand, except for it would be completely digital because this was a time where touchscreens were just coming into fashion. The iPad wasn't even out. Um, so there was just like very, very primitive level touchscreens. And I was like, ah, oh, well, we could just make a touchscreen and it'll be for musicians. And you can just either touch and, or swipe or you can just click a button on your foot pedal. And then suddenly the, the sheet music will change. And then you can store all of your music on that one device. Now, of course, uh, that idea is a little bit out of date because we have all these other great touchscreen uh, technologies that replace it. Um, and then when I was in high school, High school. No, I was in uh, my la latter part of my college career, uh, the latter part of my undergraduate. Um, I got into my head and I got a few collaborators to open a, uh, a, a kind of a nightclub, a place where uh, teenagers and people who are under 21 could get together and hang out and spend time together, take them off the streets and out of the kind of uh, out of areas where they could get themselves into trouble. So uh, I was uh, my dad was generous enough to give me a little bit of a loan. And uh, we tried to open that nightclub. It did not work. It failed miserably. But we were always looking for these solutions to try to fix what was going on around us. Now, I first started understanding that being solutions oriented is also a kind of fundamental part of innovation. When I attended an innovation camp that was held at my university, that uh, Microsoft was involved in. And I wasn't running the innovation camp, but I was there and I was trying to understand kind of what this was all about. And Microsoft was there. So I was like, hey, this is really cool. This is really interesting. Students seemed to really enjoy it. And I had a really wonderful mentor there who was kind of facilitating, but then showcasing what are these sorts of activities you can do in an innovation camp. And it really blew my mind because it was the first time I'd really seen an almost quasi classroom environment being used to create solutions and not just being used for lectures or maybe even just like a workshoppy kind of thing where you're teaching and learning, but this was about creating something new. And that really, really thrilled me. And so I started using that in my classes and things like that. A few years later, I was, uh, I had uh, the for good fortune to attend a design thinking workshop. And that was the kind of further cemented this idea that innovation can be a really powerful tool that uses creativity, that uses kind of out of the box thinking, we could say, um, and uses critical thinking at the same time to develop something new, to create something new. So I've already talked in the podcast about going to the Hack for Health and the Hack for Education and having won those two hackathons in Geneva with a team of my students. And that kind of grounding, that foundation had 
started to generate some recognition at my university. So I kind of became known for, for those reasons, as the innovation guy, which was great because, you know, I, it was an emerging field for me and it was something that I really enjoyed and I cared about. So uh, with that, I had thought it would be very effective to start bridging my research with this innovation process. Now, not innovation as a field of study, but innovation as a process. It's kind of an industrial practice. And so I added a whole innovation component to a project that I had ongoing in Mozambique. And then suddenly some ideas started being generated from that project and some new solutions started being developed and created. And one of those solutions was a uh, indoor air quality sensor system uh, called COSIN. Uh, this solution won an innovation award from uh, my university. So it was a really, really proud moment for me to be able to come into a field as a relative newbie. I mean, with, again, that foundation, but still not something that I had studied in, uh, in my bachelor's degree or my master's or my PhD or anything like that. And I know innovation is just a buzzword. I know that, that there are a lot of buzzwords that kind of come and go. And I mean, my career goes back now 25 years. So I've heard a lot of buzzwords come and go. And most of them are kind of they try to capture something that your that industry or society is trying to do. But they don't always do a really great job. Now, innovation is one of those buzzwords. And I think the reason why is because it's so solution oriented. But I I've taken a departure from this focus, this obsession with solution, and started thinking about innovation more as an issue of empowerment. So it's innovation as a practice has more to do, in my thinking, with empowerment than it does with creating solutions. And having made that connection really came out of that project in Mozambique and teaching innovation to my students and running sort of innovation workshops all over the world. So I ran an innovation workshop down in Mozambique at one time uh, around inclusive employment, seeing the solutions that came out of that was really great, but more seeing the relationship building between uh, disability rights groups and these students in, techno in the technology field and the university where we had it, all of that really mattered more to me seeing those relationships prosper, that was the kind of empowerment that I wanted to capture in the innovation work that I was doing. So I ran these sorts of workshops in Uganda around business development and Beijing around uh, disability rights. And I kept with this mindset that it's not about the solutions, it's about the possibilities. And so I really uh, continued, and I'm continuing now to focus my innovation work on issue of empowerment. And so uh, I will be presenting in a few weeks a couple of workshops for a group of women in Somalia uh, who are trying to develop uh, solutions for business ideas and things like that. And by taking this empowerment approach to my work, first of all, uh, there's other places I could be directing my time and energy but, uh, besides Somalia. But 
the issue of empowerment is right at the front of my focus. And so that's a place, that's an area, there's a group of people that really could be empowered, understanding the mechanisms behind innovation. So during this workshop, I won't be focusing only on what are we going to get out of it at the end of the day, but really drawing attention as much as possible to the methods so that the women, the young women who are going to be in this workshop aren't focused exclusively on what am I going to get out at the end of the day? What solutions am I going to create? What businesses are I going to create? But understanding that, yes, that's one outcome, but the other outcome is understanding more about innovation so that they can become serial entrepreneurs or anything like that. And it's really about giving them the confidence to create, not just in the scope of the workshop, but throughout their lives. So takeaway is this. Number one, buzzwords suck. A lot of times they are completely meaningless. Give them meaning. Give them meaning from your own life. Adapt those buzzwords. Adapt them in a way that they serve a kind of higher goal so that they really serve your best intentions.